Here we go, a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. How you doing, everybody? Steve Cashel with you, joined by my usual co-host, one and only Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, one of the team physicians for the Chicago White Sox. He's a sports medicine specialist and an orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Doc Cole, how are you on this Saturday? Uh, Steve, I'm doing great. Good. Let's get right into it, uh, as we got a lot to cover in the next half hour. I want to get into uh, Eagles tight end Zach Ertz playing in the wild card game against the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Talk about a tough guy playing through rib and a kidney injury. Now, here's the story. He told reporters he suffered two non-displaced rib fractures, rib cartilage fracture, and a kidney laceration. He was hit hard by Cowboy safety Xavier Woods. That was back in Week 16 caused him to find blood in his urine, forced the Eagles uh, medical staff to rush him to the hospital, couldn't get out of bed the next day. Two weeks later, though, suiting up and playing for the Eagles in the NFL playoffs. To call my question, you being an expert in this field, what is a non-displaced fracture, first of all? Well, so a fracture is a break in the bone, right? Uh, so it's a split, it's a crack, it's a uh, fragmentation of a bone. Uh, and non-displaced means that it, while you may have a crack, everything's kind of lined up. So think of about a, like a puzzle which has pieces, but everything's in its proper place. Okay. That's what a non-displaced fracture is. Okay, how about a rib cartilage fracture? So at the ends of our ribs, we have cartilage. And, uh, you know, when you put this whole story together, we one of the things, you know, the ribs are there to protect the soft tissues and the organs uh, deep to the ribs. And so that's kind of how we're built. And one of the concerns we often have with a rib fracture is it could be associated with a, a lung injury or it could be associated with a uh, injury to a vital organ just because of the impact. And uh, in this case, just based on its location where he got hit by Xavier Woods, he, he ended up having uh, a kidney laceration, which, you know, many of us, it'd be hard to differentiate initially because you'd have so much pain from the rib injury. And until they found blood in his, or he found blood in his urine, uh, they may never have known that he lacerated his kidney. Uh, net, net, it's one of those things you probably monitor. Uh, they're going to, tr- you know, truth be told, when an athlete gets taken to the hospital with a presumed kidney laceration, they probably run a number of tests to make sure that it's not a significant bleed. But most of these things with uh, relative rest will heal up very quickly, but you kind of have to know about it because if you're turning back to play with an active bleed or an active kidney laceration, that could be a significant problem. So that's the treatment then, just basically rest as far as uh, on a kidney laceration? Yeah, I mean, it's a very, the whole situation is very painful uh, initially. And I, and I think, you know, so it takes it would take a, a kidney or a doctor or a urologist to, to clear him uh, for the kidney laceration. It may have been very, very small. It might have been just a blunt trauma. Uh, what they would probably do is make sure the urine is clear, that there's not blood in the urine any longer, and they would allow him to play. The bigger, the bigger issue is if you've ever had a rib fracture, and I've had one from water skiing, it's one of the most painful injuries. That's is, what everyone says. Yeah, yeah. So, to, so for him to get back is nothing short of uh, incredible uh, in uh, two weeks' time. Uh, so the, these are really tough injuries because they just hurt so much, and everything you do aggravates your ribs. I don't know if this is a good question or not, but I'm when I see rib cartilage fracture and people say, oh, I have a broken rib, it's not the same thing then? It is. It just depends upon where you are along the length of the rib. We often will have cartilage at the tips of the ribs, uh, so that's where the if the injury is on the end of the rib, that's where the cartilage lives, and it can be fractured there as well. But think of it as a rib fracture, whether it's bone or cartilage. Okay, so how much influence uh, does an injured player, you know, an NFL player, NBA player, have over the decision 
uh, of if they're going to play or not. Mm. I mean, I don't know, Steve, you were around in the 90s. What, what, what was your role in the 90s? Were you doing the same thing? Bulls radio host. Yeah, so well, you... actually, I was, I was a studio host on TV for six years and then Bulls radio host okay, for Okay, so do you remember, you remember when Michael Jordan had his foot injury? And uh, there was that was all in this, the early '80s. Yeah, so there was this all this controversy about when he was going to go back. Right. And Michael had one idea, and Jerry had another, and uh, Mr. Reinsdorf had another, and and the agent had another idea. And you know, it's you, you can't let the athlete's emotion or passion or what have you uh, uh, supersede uh, uh, the medical condition, right? So sometimes it takes a real uh, a good education of that athlete to help them understand that they're putting themselves at risk most medical staffs are quite good at that and most athletes get it but look you know some sports like boxing you know think about boxing right it's crazy uh these guys are just superhuman i see it in hockey players uh i think maybe less so in basketball and then you certainly see it a lot in the nfl where these guys you know they're play they play once a week and you got a wild card game right so it's either they win or they lose without that player so you can see how the situation can arise where players like look i feel well enough I want to play, but the medical specialist knows enough about the risk of returning back to play too early. So there's a general manager, there's the head coach, there's the player, there's the agent, there's the doctor, there's the owner, right? Yeah. A lot, of, right. A lot no. of people getting involved. Yeah, no, this is a situation where you always have to be a doctor. You can never be a fan, and you can't be emotional. you got to be objective. And, 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 and frankly, sometimes there's objective decisions you make that take risk into consideration. It's like you're sitting there saying, look, this is the percentage chance that this might or could happen. You're at higher risk for this happening if you return now versus three weeks from now. You know, so everyone in the system has to accept it. And I've been in some pretty tricky situations where you realize you're going to expose the athlete to the potentially have something happen in addition to what's already happened, but they're willing to undergo that risk. And it's a very interesting, almost ethical conversation. And I could share with you at some point some great examples of where we've had that and things have happened. They're not career-ending, but they can alter the timeline for someone to get back if something in addition happens.